0: in a while (laughs) hello um happy saturday to everybody um we wanted to do this live on addiction and the human condition because i don't even think you're on oh my god there you go okay there we go (laughs) and <laughs> so Aurora just
1: introduced herself and both of us and she was like all right and then I was like it's not on
0: <laughs> okay you're good to go now hi everyone hope and I here it's 2021 we're still learning how to use technology so <laughs> apologize. um well happy Saturday um we were going to do this yesterday it didn't work out yeah. <laughs> um there's been a lot of energy a lot of interesting things kind of happening and the theme of addiction seems to be coming up a lot within um ourselves the team the collective consciousness especially so we wanted to do a live on addiction in the human condition because it is the main thing with humanity at the moment um you know Besides disclosure, besides understanding the ascension process, besides understanding mom, there's, you can understand all of that, but still be stuck in the human condition. So basically to kind of go from the beginning is that when the lower entities took over the planet. Which was over twenty seven thousand years ago. So what we've spoken about on this channel before—the Anunnaki, the Cabal, the Illuminati—all same, same. Those are beings that do not have souls, so they are not connected to Source. So what they did was they essentially hijacked the human consciousness, because the humans on this planet, everyone who's incarnated here is birth from source. There are soulless beings on the planet who are what we refer to as hybrids. They are the product of, let's say, a pa- one of the parents does not have a soul and the other one does. They can be a hybrid. Um, and they have their kind of own um, conditioning within that. But m- most beings, especially the ones who are on this channel listening, have souls. So you come from source. And so your consciousness is a creator being consciousness so the cabal Anunnaki, illuminati they hijack this consciousness so that basically humanity would create hell we would unconsciously create and perpetuate hell pain and suffering so that this planet would stay in lower frequencies because that is the only frequency that they can exist in. They can't exist in higher states of consciousness. So in order to keep control of the planet, they had to keep us in lower states of consciousness. And the main way that they did that was obviously through um, control of information. They they would, did not allow information to be given to Humanity that would awaken them. So, censorship, control of information, manipulation. Um, And the other way they did that is through the ego programmed mind, which we talk about all the time on this channel, which is a set of belief systems. But what that looks like in practical terms, it means that they created what is known as the human condition. The human condition is a loop, it's a loop of insanity that humanity stays in because they continue to create lower realities. They do this through addiction. So addiction is actually the human condition because all of humanity's biggest addiction is taking energy. This is how the cabal taught us to function because they have to take energy in order to survive and because they've kept us in low states of consciousness, the same goes for us. We take energy to survive when we are not in full consciousness, when you're not in the heart, when you're not connected to source, you cannot sustain yourself. It's impossible. Because you're outside of unity consciousness, you're outside of universal law, and you're not in the oneness energy so you essentially have been fragmented and you have to take energy so I thought it was interesting we posted a a poll of like what people were most addicted to funny enough most people said food (laughs) that was like 50% of the answers said food there was a lot of other um addictions that that people spoke about too but the interesting part of that poll was that there was more people saying that they didn't have an addiction Mm -hmm. than people who shared about their addiction and I thought that okay well that was my like cue okay we've got to do a a live on this because if you think that you don't have an addiction you're in denial everyone has an addiction it just may not look the way you think Mm -hmm. addiction looks Mm -hmm.
1: yeah I feel one of the most important things for people to realize is is that noth- we have to take accountability for allowing ourselves to, I guess, get out of control to a point where we do create these addictions. However, we have been thrown into a illusionary reality that is surra- we are surrounded by addictive behavior and habits. And the Anunnaki, the Kabbalah, Illuminati, all of them knew how the human brain functions in the neural pathways. When you adjust to something, especially if you're doing it every single day, your body and your brain gets used to that behavior, no matter what it is. And of course, the most superficial thing that you can talk about is drugs. And it's the most obvious one because this is the one that, it has been so in our faces for the last, I want to say, 10 plus years now where everyone can see how the addiction to pharmaceuticals, um, prescription medications or prescription drugs, illegal drugs, meth, heroin, all of those extremely addictive drugs, opioids, every single one of them, they have these massive addictions have just come up within our generation of being born, like I said, the last 10 years, maybe. Yes, did that stuff exist before that? Of course. But now you see it everywhere. You see it in the cities. You see it in small rural areas. You see it in rich towns. You see it You see it across the board. No matter where you're from, you are susceptible to people being addicted to drugs in your area. It is the way it is. The cabal knew what they were doing. That is just the most obvious one for everybody to look at and see where that addiction is very obvious for us to look at of how the brain rewires with getting used to the drugs the serotonin the dopamine the energy that's released it's all just a form of being addicted to energy that is just the most obvious one and what people assume when you hear addiction but of course there's food which they knew with all of the GMO, chemical, addictive food crap that's out there, which is not necessarily bad, but the goal was to create unconscious addiction, where we don't know how to eat food properly, that it's about eating for joy, and not the nutritional value or counting calories, and humanity was never told how to eat Portions in a correct way, like rather than just stuffing your face till you're full, like trying different things, asking your body what you want to eat. We just haven't been told the right way of how to break out of these habits, but they are there. That's just, again, two of the most obvious ones. There's way more that Aurora is going to cover based on the chakras, but it's just to give everybody an idea of what has happened to this planet and realizing that we do have to take accountability, love ourselves, forgive ourselves, but also realize the contracts that we all took on. We took on these contracts. If you were addicted to drugs, that wasn't for no reason. You came here to break out of that collective conditioning, that consciousness. You knew you could do it and that's why you're here. Food addiction, getting out of these addictive behaviors is your contract no matter what it is there's no shame or guilt everybody just has a different collective contract to transform for
0: all of humanity and also for your own personal soul growth (laughs) yeah and everybody's that's when we say like you know mastering the program dissolving the the programmings that we all took on it's going to come The programmings will show themselves through addictive or repeated robotic behaviors. So this means that any any programmed behavior is an addiction. So that's why it fascinates me when people say they have no addictions. You do. You're just not aware of them. So the more you're aware of them, the more you're gonna see, because right now as the energy is increasing, everyone's gonna be feeling more and more uncomfortable and there's gonna be different experiences that come up because we're just, we're, we're getting tested to transform faster. Um, and so when, when things happen or they trigger us, when experience comes and you immediately go into a habitual patterned behavior that you've always done or you, know, you look for something that's gonna bring you back to your comfort zone make you feel okay again, that is an addiction. And the only way to break them is truly by giving it up. It's the only way. And that's what we learned on this mission is like we had to give up all addictions, all patterns of behavior that were addictive. Now, you know, then you reach a point where you finally break the addiction and you stop the behavioral pattern then there's more of a balance. So, you know, for instance, on this mission, we've, we've broken through the addictions to sleep and food by going very long periods of time where we ate very little and it wasn't like a, we weren't, we couldn't eat. It just, that was the energy. Like the energy was very intense. Um, there, there was a lot going on in moments where food just wasn't a big thing. And then you kind of let it go and you realize that food isn't actually a necessity because you can actually sustain just on your own energy for long periods of time. You can sleep very little. If you, if you are fully fed with source energy, you could go long periods of time without sleeping and you are fully sustained. Once you break those habits, Then you can start coming into more of a balanced state, which is what we are learning at this moment. We've gone through breaking all those habits, the inertia, going to the other extreme where you have to completely give it up to then come back to a balanced state. But someone, for instance, who's addicted to drugs, they can't get into a balanced state without fully breaking the habit first. It's not like you can say, well, I used to do cocaine seven days a week. I'm going to move down to three and, and be more balanced. It doesn't work like that. You're going to have to fully, fully break the addiction first, and obviously cocaine is not the example to use as something that you would ever use in balance, but just to give you an idea, that's the addict brain. It will always want you to find a way to keep the addiction alive, but thinking that you're doing it in moderation. That that will not work. Any addiction you have, you have to break it, and then you can come into balance with it. Now, there are certain addictions that will never go into 5D. So hard drugs, never going to go into 5D. Addiction to sleep, never going to go into 5D. Addiction to food will never go into 5D. Addiction to sex will never go into 5D. There are some things that just will not exist in 5D. But there are things that you can come more into balance with in your life, Um, like technology and relationships and different things like that. So I broke it down with the chakra system because I feel it's a little easier to understand. And if you have had any of these addictions or currently do, you know which area and which chakra is going to be more of a place for you to focus on. Um, For the root chakra, I felt addiction to pain and suffering and survival was the main one. This is the addiction to fight or flight and adrenaline. Um, This is actually a very common one that I feel people don't realize that it's actually an addiction. This was definitely probably my main addiction in 3D Um, was the addiction to that fight or flight or the adrenaline. Um, And it means if you're always looking at things from a lower perspective or you're always anticipating something bad to happen, something Mm -hmm. negative, you're always looking at the glass half empty so to speak you're addicted to pain and suffering you're Mm. you're addicted Mm. to that loop of that something negative is always going to happen and this is a survival instinct we were the the primal brain got wired into constantly being in survival mode so if you find yourself always worrying or you're always kind of like waiting for the shoe to the other shoe to drop you're addicted to pain and suffering you're not trusting you're not trusting that greater things are going to come you're actually going to repeat that cycle until you break out of it um and also the physical manifestation of that can come through a lot
1: um for like tattoos and piercings is like a physical manifestation i feel of the pain and suffering that's like the energetic of like kind of control drama-y mm-hmm. or like looking for that adrenaline rush but also people are addicted to of course like the actual physical pain that they give their body through tattoos and piercings and it it really is we we have people i know of course mom never had tattoos she debated it and they told her no because there was no point in you're purposely in inflicting pain Onto your body, and things like that, and that's one of the ones where people, again, they overlook it because they like it, and they like the way they look, and they overlook the fact that they are actually addicted to the pain. I don't have any tattoos, but Aurora does, and also, I she says you get obviously get addicted to like the needle and like the it's rush the of adrenaline. That, yeah, the it, adrenaline. It's that's part of released. the root
0: shock or addiction. <clears throat> um also piercings Mm -hmm. um i had a lot of piercings some of them so intense that i they basically blacked out during from the pain and so in retrospect you're like well why in the fuck did i do that you know but you don't see it because it, it the way society is is that it becomes a fad it becomes oh it's a creative expression is it really though you know, is it really, you have to ask yourself, like, what is the what is the intent behind everything? And of course, energy shifts with intent. If the intent was different, the experience could be different. But these are some basic things that are always going to show you where you can start to see addictive behaviors where you may have not seen them before. Um, so anything that, you know, is an addiction to that adrenaline rush, risk taking, this could be people that are addicted to working out. That's an addiction. You're addicted to the adrenaline you get from working out because you're not actually creating your own self-sustained energy. You have to get a rush. Not to say that working out is bad. Again, these are things that can be done in moderation. But you know, people who work out twice a day are obsessed with what they eat, that is an addiction. Counting calories. Counting calories <laughs> is an addiction. <laughs> you know, all of these diets, it's an addiction. Um, addiction to diets, like, yeah. Addiction to <laughs> diets—I'm sure is a thing. It is, you know. And the addiction to any type of adrenaline rush. There's people who like they love skydiving yes. and skiing, and they're they're addicted to adrenaline.
1: Yeah, the rush—the rush that's released is the same, comparable to what's released when people take drugs. Again, they know what what the brain is drawn to and where you can receive like that adrenaline. That's the same thing with tattoos. You don't think that you're getting all of this adrenaline from a tattoo and a needle, but it's the same as like jumping out of a plane. It's risky that,
0: behavior. Yeah, the rush. It creates a rush. Yeah. Know? All of my tattoos, I got under the age of 19. <laughs> what a rush. What a <laughs> rush, you know? And mostly I did it for rebellious purposes, but I also, I did have an addiction to physical pain and suffering. Um Gambling mm-hmm. is another root chakra addiction because you're risking your, you know, abundance. You're yes. you're taking a risk, and it's a high when you win, but it's sure as fuck a low when you lose. Like your and house, then, you <laughs> know, like when can, you sell it all down house. the river, and and then you get back into the cycle. I had an ex-boyfriend who was extremely mm-hmm. addicted to gambling. Yep. He would gamble on anything. Dog races, horse races, basketball, football. I mean, you name it, and he was betting on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so his entire life was focused around betting from morning until evening. He would be at casinos for days at a time. Couldn't find him. That's a severe addiction. It's an it's addiction to the highs and the lows. Um, mm-hmm. Would you feel that
1: also like for masculine gambling and sports fall into the same category? Oh, sports is
0: Rush. 1,000% an addiction.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I probably feel people on that are listening on this Telegram channel may not be the biggest sports people. Hey, you never know, but still... You never know. You never know. Some, we have to say it, but I do feel that falls in like that adrenaline
0: rush energy Absolutely. of family. I Absolutely. I hated sports in 3D because my earth father and, again, many of my exes happened to be um, huge addicts, which was just a reflection of me. Um, but they were addicts with sports with gambling it took mm-hmm. over their lives mm-hmm. it was more important watching a football game became mm-hmm. more important than anything else why do you think they have the biggest sports games on holidays on thanksgiving you know on mother's day they typically have the i from what i remember the, i remember the basketball thingy being a big thing on oh, mother's day march, march madness. madness um They do that for a specific reason. It's so that you're so addicted that you give all of your energy to that and it sucks energy away from what actually could be family time. So sports is a huge addiction. Now, drugs comes with the root chakra because typically people start taking drugs for a few reasons, either one, they're in pain and they're looking to, everyone in all addictions is just looking for the same thing. They're looking for pain relief. Physically, emotionally or mentally. They are looking for some sort of pain relief and so they're using any outlet that will give them that momentary relief from whatever pain they they have and because the root chakra is very much about the physical vessel, a lot of harder drugs and addiction starts there because of physical pain um, to numb physical pain to escape um issues in your life. Maybe you've lost your job, maybe you lost your house, maybe there's a lot of instability going on, and <clears throat> the addiction to something, it allows an escape from that. Um, and this goes into material items, another root chakra one. Um, A lot of people don't think that, there's a lot of super successful people who are raging addicts. And I don't mean that they have to be drug addicts, but they are addicted to money, they're addicted to success, and they're addicted to material items. And unfortunately, those people are often idolized and promoted as, oh, they, they have a great work ethic. They're super ambitious. No, they're addicts. Simple as that, they are addicts. Why in the world do we have people on this planet who are billionaires? What do you do with all that money? I couldn't even imagine having a billion dollars. I wouldn't even know what to do with myself other than to give the money away or to be doing something to help humanity. You have to see that these people that are idolized who are billionaires, even people who are borderline trillionaires, they are sociopaths. They are addicts. Why would, why would you keep chasing money when you have so much of it? It's Mm. a very, it's a very sociopathic tendency that no one talks about, but they idolize these beings. Um, Shannon, you're live. You wanted to speak. okay. Okay, cool. Um, the sacral chakra is where we get into some of the deepest addictions. And that's gonna be the, the the most prevalent, which I feel a lot of people shared in the chat, was their addiction to sex, porn, masturbation, Um, those seem to be pretty prevalent. I mean, it goes far and wide. It's typically with masculine, but it can be with feminine as well. Um, these are addictions that are seeking to escape from emotional pain. Because the sacral holds all the emotional aspects of ourselves. So if anybody who has had those addictions or also knows people who have, It's really, they're looking for an emotional escape. And it's really simple to, basically the cure for that is that you have to nurture yourself, you have to love yourself, and you have to figure out what emotions it is that you're running from, that you're not looking at, that you're refusing to feel, that you're not healing, because all that sacral energy, that emotional energy, is going to need to go somewhere. And when it goes to the lower, it can become an extremely addictive lower behavioral pattern. And this is the most dangerous area only because the way that it can also bring in a lot of dark energy from other beings. You know, sex is a, it's it's the biggest addiction because it's an emotional escape and you do absorb all the energy from the other being as well. So you have to be very conscious about that because there are many beings who from first look, you're not gonna know how much lower energy they're carrying, Um, but if you have sex with them, all that lower, darker energy will go to you. So it is the passing of energy that is the most detrimental and that is why the addiction is, is is the hardest one to break and also it's the it's the biggest one to be careful of. And if you do have it or you have had it, it's okay. There's literally no judgments on any of these addictions. Everyone has one. It just comes out in different ways. This just means that you have an extreme need to nurture yourself. There's something missing in the way that you emotionally process and you don't want to Get yourself into another loop where you're now taking on other lower energies from other beings, which is only going to continue the cycle. I also feel too about the the sex
1: is is that it's one of the, like the world was saying one of the bigger ones and more like of a, <laughs> a taking of a toll on somebody, mm-hmm. especially if you are constantly doing it with other beings, and these are just things that they don't teach us, and why it is the, the one that people don't talk about, I mean, they, they mentioned sex addictions, one time I read an article, and it's like, it's insane, like, what they view as an addiction is, like, out-of-control behavior, and it doesn't have to get to this extreme level for people to still have an issue with it. And I do feel like that's why it's the most common and least discussed in society because they wanna make it seem as normal as possible to for people to not realize that they are addicted to that energy or actually taking energy through that behavior from somebody else and vice versa. And that's what really isn't discussed today with others. It's encouraged to sleep with a lot of people, to cheat, to do, especially with the younger generations and why they have created this in society is that so you can't, that it's normal and when everybody's doing something you don't feel like you have an issue that you have to correct while everybody else is doing it. There's people out there that are way worse than me, that watch way more hours of porn, that masturbate x amounts of times a day way more than me and you can look at these excuses especially with sex and that's what the cabal want to do because they don't want you to realize actually how much taking um, is being done through an act that was supposed to be sacred
0: yeah my biggest advice for all of these addictions and this is what mom had always shared was you it takes 30 days to break a habit so if you I start to identify, as we're speaking, any of these things that you feel is an addictive behavior for you, even a little bit, even if you're not sure, but you're like, it might be, let it go for 30 days. And for 30 days, you completely cut yourself off from anything that you feel you have an addiction or a Uh, an, an addiction as far as a behavioral pattern that we tend to do all the time. These are all ways that the human condition copes with life. But unfortunately, the only reason that we have this continued loop of insanity is because of our addictions. So we use them to escape, which further creates the reality we don't want. And and then we conti- continue the behavioral pattern because our reality keeps getting the same. It's all a loop. So for 30 days, any of these things that you feel are possibly an addiction, I highly, highly suggest that you give them up. Only so that you can see how you feel during those 30 days. Journal about them. You know, feel into how you feel physically, emotionally, mentally. If you have a moment where you feel a strong urge to go back to any of these things, immediately feel into how you're feeling in that moment. I can guarantee you it's because you're A, stressed out, you're emotional, or you have emotions that you haven't processed, you're frustrated, you're sad. Those are feelings that tell the brain that you're in and then the brain immediately seeks out something that is going to give you pain relief. The problem is that none of these addictions actually relieve pain, they only create more pain. It's just the brain, the mind, that thinks it actually takes away pain. So for 30 days, give, give any of these things up, journal about how you feel you may feel like shit in those 30 days. Like you're gonna feel sad, you might feel depressed, you might feel enraged, you might feel a lot of different things. But in those 30 days, if you can confront those feelings, whether it's physical pain, emotional pain, or mental pain, if you can face those head on and start using a different behavioral tool to get you through them, such as spiritual disciplines, you know, moving your body if it's not something that you do often to release energy, if it's automatic writing, if it's meditation, if it's creativity, if it's reading a book, if there's anything at all that will bring you joy and allow you to help you process these things, help you heal in a different way. There, there's plenty of things and, you know, I recommend the, any of our guides that we have, there's tons of different tools and techniques. You're gonna to start to see that you actually transform a million times more than you ever would continuing the same behavioral patterns. Um, alcohol is very much linked to the sacral, I feel, because it tends to be emotion, an emotional escape. Whereas hard drugs can be also an emotional escape, but a lot of people do start out because they're physically in pain. Alcohol is mostly an emotional number, And alcohol, by the way, is a tool. A lot of spiritual people will tell you, oh, you know, you can't eat meat, and you can't drink alcohol, and you can't smoke tobacco. All of that is bullshit. Anything can be a tool, but it depends on your frequency. So if you're drinking when you're sad, if you're drinking when you're stressed, it becomes an addiction. If you're using it, then the intention is, okay, I'm gonna use this tool to help me ground, get some clarity, get centered, and you pray over it, and you put an intention into it, then it's a tool. If you're just kicking if you're just throwing them back, it's it's not gonna be a tool, you know? You can you but you can take a shot or drink a beer with an with a pure intention and you'll have a way different experience than when you just knock them back because you've had a bad fucking day. And you will see and feel that difference. But it's going to come down to what is your state at that moment, what's the intention, and what's the frequency. Um, now the solar plexus is where most of the deepest ones happen. Um, so this is actually where the ego lives in the solar plexus because it's, that, that's our divine will. Center. So in the higher, the solar plexus is where divine will is pushed through us and we are vessels of divine will. In the lower, it's where it's self will, what we call free will. Free will doesn't exist. There is no free will. We can think that all the choices we make are free will. They're not. They all have some sort of consequence in a way. We change timelines. We create karma in a positive form and we create karma in a negative form. We change our timeline from an ascension timeline to a de-evolution timeline every time we make a different choice. So there is no free will. If you make a choice outside of universal law, it's going to put you on a lower timeline. It's not to be scary. It's just just reality. But we're all in that process of learning how to make higher choices that are in line with the universal law and in divine will, not what our ego wants to do. But this is where food and sleep addictions come in, and this is where narcissism comes in. Because narcissism is just a form of superego that will come out from the lower aspect of free will, which is when a being wants is so controlling in what their will is that they dominate others. They take energy through others. They control others in order to exert their own will. It's, it's such an intense form of ego, and that will tend to come out through the solar plexus. A lot of narcissism... The narcissists they have such an inflated sense of self and it comes from that solar plexus um, and then food and sleep are pretty pretty self-explanatory but I feel a lot of people just don't know really. that they may have those addictions I mean food is pretty easy if you are eating because you're bored <laughs> then it's probably not not gonna be the highest um, It. Depending on what you're eating, are you feeling into what your body's asking for or are you just eating what it is your mind wants? Are you eating more than what you know your body needs? Um, are you eating at unconscious times? And then sleep is, it's a pretty easy one. Everyone's addicted to sleep. We all have sleep addiction. Um, for me, sleep is definitely more than an escape rather than a feeling of like being tired. It's more of like when you just had enough mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're like ready to check out for the day. And I feel that most people have that feeling. The, the, the goal is that we're going to get to a place where we love living so much that we don't want to sleep because we don't actually have to. We've mastered sleep on this mission many times. We would go months on end sleeping very little hours so it can be done we know it can be done but it's do are we actually living in alignment with ourselves that we enjoy being awake that we enjoy living when you when we're in the day-to-day and we have all the stress and the struggles and we're not processing correctly and you know the days you come home and you're like you just had enough your body wants to go to sleep because it, it wants to escape It wants to have peace for a moment. It wants to leave this reality, all of which we can understand. Um, But that one can only be broken by physically doing it, by physically breaking your sleeping patterns. I don't feel there's any other way you can break that addiction um, until you train yourself to actually sleep less, to know that it can be done. Um, And then you can come into more of a balance with it. But until you start breaking up the habit, the ego is always going to gonna pull it in.
1: Yeah, for sure. Those two are, I feel they're also the, the hardest ones to really, like, pinpoint within yourself. Where I feel people will be, are always wondering, like, what they should do in terms of sleeping and eating. And I've always... And tried, our most asked question, probably. Yeah, me. probably of, like, how do you break it? Because it is not a very you know it's again those things aren't really talked about as being addictions out there so with sleep we understand of course um that people have to work jobs that you have to people have children all of those things and that's okay if you catch yourself and you know that you are you like 12 hours of sleep or that's what you've been catching yourself sleep who knows maybe you guys are so busy that you guys are sleeping less i feel like it's something that has also naturally start people have naturally started to sleep less like people that haven't even been connected to us or know that we have been working on correcting sleep within the team here have been like oh i'm already sleeping four to five hours usually i don't like sleeping that much so people have naturally started to realize that they don't want to sleep as much um but if he, if you do catch yourself wanting to sleep more or you're noticing it what we're saying now is obviously things are very very intense on the planet so we're not going to sit here and say three hours of sleep no one's going to do it it's it's literally damn near impossible you can but you're going to be exhausted um so we always say like if you, again if you're doing you know you're doing too much and you're getting tired, you have to sleep more because of it. Slowly start to cut your sleep back. If you have a goal, okay, I would like to get down to six from eight or nine, you can work on that. That is reasonable. It's being real with yourself and recognizing where the problem is and making these baby steps to correct it and not going from one extreme to the other. It's just, there's certain things like drugs where you're going to have to, but with food and sleep, there's a balance. It's like, you cannot go from overeating to not eating. You know, it's, it's, you cannot do that. It's real life, it's adjusting. It's, we've always recommended to people, you know, have different types of like portions where you have options, where your body is looking for, you know, a new experience, a different taste where you can not trick yourself, but you can, you'll feel more full when you're you having an experience of different foods rather than just sitting there and eating one food in its entirety, um, you can pinpoint where you feel the food addiction lies. Do you really like ice cream? Are you addicted to a certain fast food, a certain food group? And you may have to pull that back for some moments as you readjust. Sugar, Sugar is a big one. I mean, that's really, <clears throat> if you're going to pull something out, or if you are addicted to white sugar, um, mom has recommended, I'm pretty sure she said like 21 days, no white sugar. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, you, you can eat it after a month or so or three weeks of, of breaking that habit, but your body needs to know what it's like to go without it. Sugar and coffee, you can go down the line. Everybody knows, and most people try to avoid it nowadays, but if you know you have a habit like that, White sugar is really the, the only one where mom has said um, like to cut it out and readjust because once you break that cycle, the, the feeling you get with eating like white sugar or like very processed foods, you do not want it. If you are somebody that likes those things, try breaking the cycle for a few weeks to a month and you will notice a huge difference in realizing your body doesn't want it. You can eat so much better things than the processed white sugar. And then once you get a balance on it, it's all about eating for joy. Not overeating for joy, but eating for joy Mm -hmm. and like being able to enjoy something without having to eat all of it with that gluttony. And that's really the balance that we have to get at. And it's, you have to be the one to change yourself. We can share our advice or our suggestions, but unless you really feel you would like to correct these in yourself, everything is self-correcting, but these two big ones, especially food and sleep, you really just have to be honest and, and wanna try to better yourself for at least a month or so.
0: Yeah, I would say the last few with this solar plexus, because it's the role, and that's a lot where the ego lies, the identity center, is around this area. <clears throat> Look at addiction to being right, an addiction to being perfect. Um, these come, these are perfectionism tendencies of anybody who has perfectionism as one of their programming. It's always wanting to be correct, always wanting to be right. You're so fearful of being wrong, as if there is any such thing as right or wrong, and always wanting to seem perfect. You know. A lot of people have that. It is an addiction. Um, I definitely had that in three D. I was so. I always wanted to be correct. Um, it's a way
1: of. Um, I feel it comes with. A trauma of always being told you're wrong, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially with your parents or your parents always wanting to point out your flaws and that powering, someone powering over you leads to that strong of wanting to you, you don't want to power over somebody but you really want to show them the truth about yourself and that often you moving you yourself yeah that's probably what it and this means. is where
0: we have to be careful about disclosure too because disclosures coming I know we're all waiting for it um, but we have to be careful with what's going to unfold. We all know we're right. <laughs> we all know that we are correct, that there is that there is a satanic pedophile ring running the planet. We know there's human trafficking. We know there's tunnels. We know Trump is working for the light. We know that the military's in charge. We know all of these things. But a lot of us have also fallen into the trap of we can't wait for disclosure to come simply so we can tell everyone, fuck you, we were right. We, that's not necessarily the the highest, you know, way to go about it. We have to check ourselves because when all of this comes out, the amount of, of shock and the amount of guilt and shame and a whole slew of other emotions that humanity is going to go through are going to be very intense, and that's not the time for us to come in and say, we told you we were right. That's not the attitude. We're going to have to go in being like, well, we told you, you didn't listen, and, and now we're here to help you and for you to reflect on how you didn't see or hear or feel the truth. Um, so we have to, a lot of us have that addiction to being right. We, we want so badly to prove that we were right, that it's actually repelling the very thing that we want, which is disclosure. So just that throwing that out there for many people in the chat, because I know it's a thing. I know a lot of your families and friends and partners and children think that you're insane. Join the club. Everyone thinks we're insane. That's okay. We don't have to prove anything to them because we already know. We just have to keep going in the direction that we know is correct and we have to start creating new earth and focus on that, not on proving something. We just have to focus on what we actually want to bring in, which is 5D energy. Um the next one is the heart chakra. This one's pretty simple relationships, it's
1: pretty much invalidation. Um I feel they like go hand in hand because the the relationships will lead to fulfilling external validation needs and someone always being there for you to tell you or confirm things for you, if you're somebody, it comes a lot with self-doubt, I feel as well, of like that if you are constantly seeking approval or making sure that others approve what you're doing, that is validation. And it comes a lot with relationships. It's a big one for pretty much everybody because it's something that just being human we're constantly seeking in our lives is a partner. It's just biological conditioning and that's totally okay. But when you're, when people go from relationship to relationship to relationship, which we see all the time, it's a very common thing, especially with the younger generations, our generation, everybody, you know, just being addicted to always having somebody there and, If you feel that you are attached to somebody or attached to having someone there, whether you're single or in a relationship, it requires you doing some soul searching and realizing like you have to love yourself and break out of those conditionings of always needing somebody there to validate something in you, that you're worth something. You should already feel 100% whole Before you get into a relationship, these are the things that they don't teach us before we start dating and getting into relationships, the energetics behind them. And it sounds, like I said, easier said than done to build yourself up, to really love yourself. Of course, people get told these things after every breakup. Love yourself. Take a break. But do those people ever listen? Not really. Until they... Until they they come to that realization in themselves that they need to stop focusing on other people i feel another one would be like people pleasing like it's just, just addicting that. to addicting being addicted to like pleasing others making sure that you have friends i'm sure it's more of a 3d than a 5d thing of course but like as you wake up you you stop caring about having lots of friends but growing up as a teenager those things are like very important to you.
0: Family, family, family is a huge one. A lot of people are addicted to feeding their families, and it's the hardest one to break because families have such a strong hold on us through programming through society, where we were literally ingrained in the DNA. You're not to disobey your parents. You're not to. Um, you're not to leave the tribe. This goes back to very ancient times that this was programmed to the DNA. You don't leave the family unit. Mm. You don't, you know, you don't disrespect the family. You don't embarrass the family. Um, It goes really, really deep. And to be honest, most of the sessions that I do, the biggest issues people have is not even with their significant others. Usually by this time that they're awakened, they're like, I don't really care anymore. Um, sometimes there's still a little bit of that, but mostly it's family um, that they have the hardest time with. And you're going to have to cut cords. You're going to have to draw strong boundaries. Most of the time, it's that we don't want to disappoint them or we just don't want to deal with it anymore. And that's still a form of people pleasing. When we kind of surrender, when we say the word surrender, that doesn't mean you bow down to what the ego wants. Surrender does not mean give up. It's not the same thing. Surrendering means accepting with where you're at, accepting what another being is at, and that it's okay that you're in different spaces, that you're on different timelines, and that you're on a different vibration. That's surrender. Surrendering means we accept and we embrace and we allow. It does not mean we give up and it does not mean we bow down to what other people expect of us, to what they want of us, which is just an ego desire. Um, it, it simply means you allow. So when it comes to family, friends, um, partners, children too, a um, feeling like you have to please them. Make them happy, um, pacify them. You don't. You don't owe anyone anything, no matter what society tells you. You don't owe your family anything. You don't owe your partner anything. You don't owe your children anything. Every being who has come into this planet came in here with their own soul contract, and the only person you owe something to is yourself, your higher self, who you lead to embody, your soul contract, that you made with the creator, mom, and that's it. Other than that, you don't owe anybody shit. And that's the hardest one to learn and to break out of because it's the need for validation. As human beings, we are programmed to seek validation. If we had validation from people around us, that was a sign that we are good. We are, we are good people. Because our neighbors like us, and our boss likes us, and our friends like us, and everybody thinks we're so great. And then what happens is, is that as soon as we start getting criticism from people, all of a sudden our self-esteem drops and we think we're bad people. Why? Because your earth mom doesn't like the, the life you're living? Oh well. Your partner you know, wants to throw the, the good old line, like, you've changed. You're not the person you were. Okay, and what, what is really the root of it? The root of it is that you are living a different life that is vibrationally different from others, and it makes them uncomfortable. So they'll do anything to keep you at a lower vibration, which makes them comfortable. That's all it comes down to. So addictive behavior is definitely doing things so that other people will validate you and to make them happy. And you'll realize that the more you actually piss people off, and not to go out of your way to do so, but the more you piss people off, the more you're usually living in alignment with your own soul. And that's an unfortunate reality of the awakening (laughs) process, is that the more people are upset with you, it's usually because you are living true to yourself. And they aren't. And that's aggravating to them. They're like, hey, you stepped out of line with the matrix what are you doing and it makes them uncomfortable because their higher self and their soul wants to do the same thing but they don't know how and it's scary to them to step outside of those kind of boxes the throat chakra these are some good ones too talking (laughs) it's
1: a good one (laughs) it's a big one it's a big
0: one there's an addiction to talking um I would also put control in that category, mm-hmm. too, of like,
1: control with talking they kind of go the same because <clears throat> the way that you control things is by speaking it. Yeah. You know, it's always through, don't do this, or you need to do that, and you, <clears throat> you will either have people around you that, you know, everyone knows control freaks, and you may be one yourself, as many of us on this team are, control freaks and definitely we're way worse out in 3d land because we are just we're so used to having our way or speaking and not realizing like we can't control shit and it's not us it's not up to us to control others what others do as we don't like to be controlled either and whatever decisions or actions choices others make we cannot control that that is their soul growth if they would like to listen they will If they don't want to, then they're not going to. And that's the hardest one with parenting and controlling children and how much do you allow them their own space without controlling. There's a balance of it all, but there's people that are addicted to having every aspect of their day mapped out into the future, which is just roboticness. They want such control over everything, everything to go a specific way, leaving nothing up to the divine. And that's what the ego will do is that it wants to control every little step of the process so that there is no room for God, the divine, to do anything to help you. And that takes away the magic of the present moment of now, which is just a form of the talking aspect that is the
0: addiction. You'll notice it might be people um, who are constantly calling you. Mm Um, they always want to talk about their problems, the problems yeah. or dramas, or people who are always like, "We need to talk about this." We, yeah, there's a there's <laughs> it's a fine line because communication is key. We have to communicate as human beings. Yes, there's telepathy, but we're not there yet. We're not going to wake humanity up through telepathy because we would have already done it. <laughs> we have we have to speak the truth out loud. We have to express how we feel out loud, oftentimes, to transform things and let it go. And there's a fine line between communication with another being. Let's say there's an issue, there's something came up, you had an argument, you had a disagreement, you want to call someone out. Maybe on some energetics, you want to address something with them. Those are important things that have to be done through physical communication. But there's this fine line where it goes into what we call taking through talking. Taking through talking is when someone constantly wants to get you into a back and forth, a debate. Anyone who wants to debate takes through talking. There's no debating, there's only communication. There is no winner. There's no one being who's gonna be correct and who's gonna be incorrect. It's simply communication, expressing how you feel, and hopefully there's a resolution, and if not, then you both share how you feel. Um, but the taking through talking, I find, mostly comes through something else I wrote down, which was confrontation. Mm-hmm. Anybody who just constantly wants to either spew, they want to just dump on you, they want to tell you all their problems, and they want to just, they want to vent constantly, that's a taking through talking. Of course, venting can be healthy just to get it out of your system, but there's a line to it. If if someone's continuously using you as a way to vent, they are taking energy through talking. If you feel tired after speaking to someone, they have taken through talking. If someone's constantly trying to get you into a confrontation you know those people who are like we really need to talk about this and really it's just that they want to like push the buttons into getting into a back and forth we call that a control drama they want to get you riled up they want to poke the bear because the only way that they can dump their energy is through confrontation and it's through that back and forth and that um kind of getting someone to be confrontational with them that's another addiction some people are very much addicted to confrontation they like arguing they like debating they like dumping through speech it's an addiction for them because they don't know themselves how to transform these things and then need someone else to take from tobacco and weed i put under throat chakra just for the record like we said there are many things that are tools that will come to five d there are there are some addictions that there's never you're never going to balance out heroin okay you're never going to balance out meth you're never going to balance out crack you're never going to balance out cocaine ecstasy you know any pharmaceuticals you're never going to balance out pharmaceuticals and be like oh well i'm just going to take my cholesterol medication once instead of twice a day, Um, anything man-made that is not from the earth is not coming to 5D. Pharmaceuticals are not coming to 5D. There's no balancing out of pharmaceuticals. You're either on them or you're off them. There's no balancing out of hard drugs, man-made drugs that were designed and created to destroy your spirit, meth, heroin, cocaine, crack. Um, ecstasy, I'm sure there's others. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm sure they're bath salts. I don't know. You know. I don't know what people do necessarily anymore. They, they have so many different things that they've created now. But anything that is synthetic, that is not real, does not grow from the ground, is not coming to 5D. So there is no balancing of those things. Things like food and sleep will eventually be balanced. You will rest in 5D. You will have meditative breaths. You won't be unconsciously sleeping. Food will be simply for joy. It won't be a necessity. It'll be in a balanced way. where will be eat as gathering with others and for joy. But you won't have to eat if you don't want to. You will be self-sustaining as a light body. Um, tobacco grows from the earth. Marijuana grows from the earth. Alcohol itself is even a tool because it's made organically. It doesn't have anything... Um, man-made in it. Um, Now, when I say tobacco, I don't mean mainstream cigarettes. Those are man-made. Nicotine is a man-made material. It is not organic to tobacco, so don't confuse the two. Nicotine and tobacco are two different things. If you're buying packs of cigarettes with nicotine in them, they are cabal-created. The cabal hijacked anything that was possibly a tool for us and flipped it on us. So mainstream cigarettes, box cigarettes, those will be an addiction because they were created to be an addiction. We smoke tobacco every day because it is grounding. It is extremely helpful in these energies and I highly recommend it for people who have trouble staying grounded. But... We buy if anyone wants if anyone is interested. We buy only um, what is the name of it? American Spirit. American Spirit. I just blocked out. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Which one do we buy? We buy American Spirit loose leaf tobacco. So it comes in a pouch. It's loose leaf, and we roll our own cigarettes with organic paper. We don't smoke mainstream tobacco that is a great um alternative for people who do like tobacco um you bless it you smoke it only as as you feel guided to and you feel floaty throughout the day and you feel like you need to ground um marijuana huge tool Rose from the ground for a reason if marijuana isn't isn't your tool that's okay some people don't smoke a lot of tobacco it's not their favorite tool they don't maybe they're very grounded marijuana is better for them because it it heightens them up and they can connect better um still the same process bless it don't abuse it um alcohol is the same you have to be more careful with alcohol because it's such a gateway where we've been taught to unconsciously use it so much Um, but tobacco and weed can become addictions if you're using it unconsciously if you're smoking any more than I would say a couple of cigs a day as mm-hmm. one person, it's an addiction. Yeah. We don't smoke more than a couple of cigs per person per day. If you're if you're going through, I know I don't know how much weed you guys are smoking, but <laughs> you know gauge it properly um, because it can also be an addiction. It's just about all of this is intent, but it it can become an addiction. Um, So those are the main ones with the throat chakra. The third eye is where it gets interesting um, because most of us have had a closed third eye. Um, Our pineal glands have been extremely calcified. They have been shut down to where we can't actually um, see what true reality is. We are blocked from that. Um, So the the third eye is where it gets a bit interesting. Um, But I'll let Joe speak, who wants to speak, if you have a question, hi Joe. Oh, hi. Okay, um,
1: so I've also heard that like, uh, honesty is with the throat chakra, so could things like being addicted to stealing or lying, yes, or stuff like that, that, that's a good one. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for bringing that up. Addicting, addicting, being addicted to lying is definitely something that needs to be addressed in today's society because everybody is like, once you start out with one lie, it gets very easy to just get caught up in stories. And we all know those people, of course, that will just fabricate things or you know addicted addict being addicted to like fabricating things like overdramma yeah exaggeration those types of things we all know people like that and and lying is definitely a big one in today's society i mean look at we see the media lie every day we're being told they're telling us this false information which is just unconsciously teaching us how to lie to each other and how to be not honest and how to avoid these types of discussions like they do not want you being real and open and having those conversations it all leads to the throat chakra the, uh, being addicted to confrontation goes in hand in hand with the lying you call somebody out for lying
0: and they want to fight you and it's like manipulation it, your yeah. speech yep. um and mom used to always say white lying is the same as lying Um, Addicted to gaslighting. Addicted to gaslighting. I'm writing a a guide right now on gaslighting gaslighting because it seems to be such a big thing. If anyone doesn't um, maybe fully understand what gaslighting is, um, you may not even know you're being gaslit. But gaslighting is um, typically what a superego or a narcissist does. It's someone that basically baits you into...
1: They're a, like, yeah, their lies. They're
0: lies. So basically someone who um, says something knowing it's going to purposely upset you, purposely triggering you, or confuse you. Or confuse you. And start to make the, the moral of it and the bottom line is they want you to doubt yourself in some way so that they then have control over your consciousness. They can manipulate you into losing your memory, thinking that you don't remember something correctly, Um, they can convince you that you actually are insane, that you Mm -hmm. don't, you no longer trust yourself and you become dependent on this being or someone else to tell you what's right and what's wrong, what's true. Humanity has been gaslit Mm -hmm. for (laughs) thousands of years, but it especially happens in relationships, one-on-one relationships where one being has such a deep level of control that they'll manipulate through words and it is an addiction they get they literally get high off mm-hmm. of that and that can become very dangerous thank you for bringing that up mm-hmm. um, the, the third eye is where the, the addictions and the crown chakra is where it gets really interesting because I feel with the third eye because we've been blocked from seeing true reality what do we seek we seek something visual to connect us into another world because we remember the etheric we remember there's another world everything they've ever called fantasy is real unicorns are real they exist and i'll say this um because i've said it before that anything that you can think of or dream about is real all movies books tv shows etc characters have all been created by someone with an imagination. Now, people call it fantasy. Not true. Because in the third dimension, the brain and the heart can only access what it already knows. Because we're in a third dimensional reality. We're not in the etheric realm where we can access future timelines and all possibilities. And we can access crazy amounts of um, unlimited thought and consciousness. We're not there yet. So the brain can actually only create based on what it already knows. Um, So when someone comes up with the idea for a fictional movie or a fictional book, it's actually based on something they remember. They remember unicorns. They remember fairies. They remember um, spaceships. They remember galactic beings. They remember these things, but they call it fantasy because they can't see it or feel it or touch it in this reality. So the addictions with the third eye is that we always seek to go back to that place. To go back to that place of love, of all things existing, all possibilities, all wonderful, wonderful worlds that we've lived in. We want to bring that into physicality, which is wonderful. That's exactly what imagination is for. But... What, what happens is that because we feel we can't access that in this reality, we seek to create a false one. And this is where addiction to video games comes in, addiction to technology, um, addiction to um, distraction because we want so badly to be back in the reality that we know is real, the fifth dimensional reality, And when we can't access it in this dimension, it becomes a frustration to the soul. So oftentimes people who are addicted to virtual reality, AI, video games, what they're really doing is they're escaping to a world that is not this one because they cannot deal with this one. And in order to bring 5D in, we have to face where we are. Yeah, it sucks. We would all like to be in 5D right now. But we have to bring it into physicality, which means mastering these addictions, breaking the human condition by stop repeating the patterns of behavior that have been ingrained into the DNA. That's how you bring 5D in. By focusing on your creator power, everyone in this chat, everyone in this channel is part of the creator. You have creator powers. You can create heaven or hell. It's just a choice. Um... But what happens is we escape because we get frustrated and we don't see around us the reality that we want. And instead of realizing that we're gonna get there, but it takes, you have to bring it in through physicality, through yourself, through your consciousness, through higher thought, higher emotion, um, through creating. You have to create what you wish to exist. Um, So instead we escape. And we go into video games because it's another reality that we get to play in that's not this one. We get addicted to dreaming. Some people are addicted to dreaming and lucid dreaming. Or they always want to be on a mushroom trip somewhere. Because, yeah, it's great, but you got to come back at some point, you know. (laughs) I was addicted to daydreaming, actually. Daydreaming.
1: Yeah, as a kid. I mean, like, I would always, like... I mean, I guess music can be an addiction, too, probably around that same area of es- escapism, of through the music, like headphones Constant in. Constant
0: distraction.
1: Yeah, always being distracted, and, and I would create, like, listening to music, especially these, these daydreams.
0: I would say I was addicted to daydreaming, yeah. too. I was lost in thought, constantly creating scenarios yes, in my that brain hap- would that would never yep. happen, or right. I was just dreaming about being somewhere else. Yep. And it's all distraction. Addiction to technology and social media is the same way. It works through the third eye. Why do you think all of social media involves pictures and videos? Because the the third eye gets excited by visuals. We we were born to create visually, but when we're not creating visually through act, be con- being conscious and actually creating higher thought and higher visualizations, we're creating lower. We get addicted to pictures, videos, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. It's all—it's all an addiction because it excites the third eye, um, out into a distraction. And sometimes that's the way that we—we we don't realize it, but that's the way that we're trying to cope with not seeing the reality around us. Um, hi, Alyssa. You can speak. She actually accidentally exited. Um, That's okay. So addiction to technology. If you are spending, it depends what you're doing. Now you can flip it. The web of light is also the internet. So it depends what you're doing. Again, it's all intention. If you are spending hours unconsciously just staring at social media, it's an addiction. Um, If you're using it to share truth, If you're using it for research, if you're learning through the internet, you're pushing out positivity, then it's it's great. It's a tool. Mm. It's just going to depend how you decide to use it. And the crown chakra, which is the last chakra, um, I feel addiction to information is the main one here. Yeah.
1: I feel like kind of it goes both ways and i feel it's important for people to look at it in the way of because how the addiction the addiction to information is with us and the white workers or the people that are waking up is that you may have caught yourself being addicted to researching conspiracy theories or truths or the cabal or documentaries and being obsessed with QAnon, I mean, it's really not, that's what the media says, the Q posts, all of those things, you know, like being addicted to wanting to figure out that truth, but the, and you will find the information you are meant to find in the truths that you are meant to know right now, however, we will never find everything, we will never know until we have ascended the extent of the dark on this planet and the extent of the light in both spectrums we don't know the the deep every single atrocity that has been uh done by the cabal and we don't know every light move that has been done by the galactic federation of light and mother father god we don't know both sides those are the unknowns that everybody will get to know the light spectrum of things because that's obviously what we are going that is our full consciousness the dark stuff if you you know we're meant to know it, we will but we're getting to that level where we have to look at like are we addicted to trying to figure things out trying to you know prove that we're right to others mm-hmm. and kind of that ties in with it too of wanting so bad to find all of this proof so that we can tell others they are wrong, even though no matter what we say, they have to get it themselves. Mm-hmm. And that would probably tie in a bit with, I guess, the savior programming, like addicted uh-huh. to saving people
0: around oh, yeah. chakra, like addicted to knowing the answers mm-hmm. so that you can help people, help yourself. We don't know shit. We will never know shit. Okay. We are never going to know everything. It's actually much better not to know mom herself. God incarnated on the planet said every day, I don't know shit. Why? Because that's a true master. A master doesn't know shit, but we're always learning. We're always open to learning. We're embracing. We're allowing that things may change sometimes. Truth, by the way, the true definition of truth, this is straight from mom herself. Truth is whatever is highest in that moment. Okay. Truth is whatever is highest in that moment. So that means that one day, it doesn't mean that everything is always going to change and one truth is going to change from one day to the next. There are always going to be universal truths, that universal law, um, those kind of things, those things will never change. But as far as what's true in physicality, that can change because it's whatever is highest in that moment. You have to understand we are in a process that's never been done before. So from day to day, your personal truth may shift a little bit. You may find out that maybe something that used to work for you doesn't work for you anymore. That's okay. Don't be attached to what your truth is. Don't be attached to information. Things can always shift and change. We have to allow that as part of the grand experiment we're participating in. And the fact that as evolution occurs, we are gonna change too. Truth is gonna change, you know? We don't know, we can't be attached. That's why people get themselves fucked up because they're attached to what Q said three years ago. Well, that may have been truth then. It may not be truth now. It doesn't mean on the grander scheme of things That the overall truth has changed. It just means don't get caught up in the details of shit. Don't get attached to dates. Don't get attached. It can always change. Um, We have to allow evolution to shift and change things. Just like they used to think the world was flat. That was their truth. Because maybe at that time it was flat. We don't know. Maybe it was flat because because it was 2D and the consciousness was 2D. Maybe now the only reason that we say the earth is, people say it's round, it's actually heart-shaped, but maybe the only reason we see it as that now is because our consciousness has shifted. You feel me? Like, the truth changed because we changed. That's all that you need to know. Um, Ella, I'm going to unmute you if you'd like to speak. hello (laughs) hello hi hey guys sorry um i have a question about
1: the dream addiction actually because i normally have like when i sleep i go into a deeper state of sleep and then i get um, messages and my question is when you learn to sleep less and less and you uh, find yourself in that place that you don't really need it
0: is it so that you don't need the messages also or are you like getting in a deeper state of sleep in that moment
1: yeah yeah for sure I feel what happened with us too of being on mission and learning to sleep less of course we were with mom mother god and that's a bit different than everybody else but i I guess what she told us is that with the dreaming you are correct when you reach a certain level of consciousness and when you realize that you can get those messages whenever your heart would like them to come through you can get them through meditation through service through like you know cleaning like doing things in the present moment of now and with breaking out of sleeping as much, it will catapult you to that next phase of, of your mission of how you can start to be conscious, fully conscious, awake, and get those same messages. Maybe not to the extreme of like, you know, dreams in the middle of the day where you are, you totally leave this reality like you do when you sleep, but realizing you can get those messages in a different way and kind of like outgrowing that being your only way to, to receive divine information. Because I know for both her and I, we had very profound dreams and would dream all the time before mission. And then once we got here, it became very sporadic or not as common because we didn't need that guidance anymore. We, we had leveled up. And I feel if you are willing and looking to take that next step, adjusting your sleep, you'll realize that the messages will come to you in ways that you don't even know are there yet because you haven't experienced them. So it's like a fun way to to level yourself up, if
0: that makes sense.
1: Yeah, thank you.
0: Wow. <laughs> yeah, you may get more visions. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and some people think that visions have to be like, all of a sudden, a vision takes over your whole eyesight and you're just like in a movie. It's not always like that. For me, a vision is sometimes I just get like this this, this rush of a, of a thought and of a scenario. And it's very vivid and real. And the thought is a higher thought. It's a positive experience. that, And, and typically, that's my premonitions and how they come in now that I don't dream as much. Um, so you may start getting that. We always highly recommend everybody to really jot things down a lot. Um, any thoughts you get throughout the day, day visions, synchronistic events, those are tend to be the strongest messages intuitively that you'll start to get and then the, the dreams will slow down. You still may have those moments of dreaming, um, but it's going to come more now through a waking state. Yeah, I feel like it's. Okay, thank you. <coughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's like I sometimes also uh, get sort of little visions throughout the day, but they're more vivid when I'm dreaming. So I'm definitely gonna gonna try. Thank you so much.
1: Of course. Yeah, I feel like it's a balance of both, where the dreams may continue. Um, I know that with mom as well. She when she first started to come online she shared a story of where she kept getting a vision that overtook her third eye of of Adam and Eve making love this was again probably 20 plus years ago when mom was just beginning her journey and she ignored it she was in her early 20s again we you know that is very overwhelming for anybody to get a, an actual vision that over takes your your daytime vision like being awake and all of a sudden something overtakes your reality and that's what she went through um and she said she kept getting dreams about it she had physical visions of it until one time she was actually driving and the vision overtook her vision on the road where she had to pull over and she started to freak out she was like i can't see i'm trying to drive like angels how do i stop this one freaking vision that i don't even want to look at and the angel said write it down and as soon as she wrote it down she never had that vision ever again and so i feel for you as well or anybody that's going through a lot of dreaming the best you can maybe write those things down so that you can release them and then you can again adjust to new experiences of getting the visions during the day or upgrading your your different connections to the etheric realm, which I feel is something you know else that we're going to have to probably teach in the near future is how yeah. to get everybody connected to your angels and how you can receive the information that works for you um, through your angelic connection and start practicing like we had to practice because someone may be like Ella where they're clairvoyant and they see through visions mm-hmm. – Um, You can see prophetic visions, that's also an oracle gift, where you see into the future. You can be clairaudience, claircognizance is the least talked about, but the most common, which is divine knowing, that you don't know how you know, but you know something is real, um, and how people connect through their body and, and through thoughts, because there's divine thoughts, and how you get information, there's so much there, and as everybody levels up, we'll start to see these bigger parts of ourselves as we learn to transition. If you're getting repeated dreams, write it down. It'll stop coming to you once you, you realize you write it down so that you can look at it whenever you like and the angels will stop bothering you with it. Yeah. So <laughs> it'll always shift. And it's just try these different things if anybody's interested to see where they lead you to a different path of, of this mission that every single one of us are on in these moments, but it's unique to each one of us.
0: Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, if anybody has any other questions, feel free to raise your hands. Um, and if you guys have any, like, personal questions, if you're, you know, struggling with any of these particular addictions or you live with people, that's either your significant other, your children, your family, anything like that, that um, is struggling with any type of addiction, um, you can feel free to message us. We are planning to, we are working on currently putting together a more comprehensive guide that will go through each of these. Um, We'll go through tools and techniques, uh, understanding that once you transform the energetic attached to the addiction, you can actually fully dissolve it. You won't have the the same urges. Um, you can actually physically rewire your own brain. Um, and this is done through basic psychology, but we, we are rewiring our brains in these moments. That is exactly what is happening. The issue is that when we continue habitual patterns of behavior, we strengthen the lower brain connections, not lower in the sense that, um, there are bad brain connections or good brain connections, but there are lower patterns of behavior that continuously the reward center of the brain fires off. When you, when you act out in an addictive way, the reward center of the brain goes off. We have to physically rewire our own brains so that when we shift into a higher form of behavior, a higher thought, um, a tool or technique that helps us transform the emotion, or something that actually makes us feel better physically, that is a natural healing or meditative way to do so, it rewires the brain so that we no longer will actually have those synapses firing off. And that's really where the best healing comes in is when we actually heal the brain connections. And And there's a lot of um, meditations that can be done. <clears throat> we, we have a few on our site, but we actually been feeling into doing more, and I'm feeling into doing one specifically to rewiring the brain from addiction. Um, so if anybody has any questions, you guys can feel free to message us anytime, and we're happy to you know share any other techniques that we know of, and we'll be putting out a guide soon. And we'll be doing more lives um, on some other topics that I feel are really big um, with the collective right now. So this is just one of the topics that came through for us pretty strong and something that we we do use social media as research tool. And that seems to be really prevalent there. So it's definitely something that is a collective energy right now that everybody is going to be transforming. And so I encourage you guys... Um, to feel into everything that was shared, locate at least one addiction that you have. Just find one that resonates, that you do know that you have an addictive tendency towards, and actively give it up for 30 days. And this includes energetic addictions, such as being right, being perfect, um, you know, addiction to talking, um, addiction to getting into a control drama, you know, liking to argue, um, things like that. Cutting cords with it, actively catching yourself, and see how you feel for 30 days when you when you actually consciously give up those addictions. Report your feelings, journal them. Um, if you get the urge for the addictive behavior, feel into how you're feeling in that moment and then flip it and use a technique or a tool that is higher vibrational and basically just face yourself. That's all it is. It's facing what is uncomfortable and what usually is a sign tells us that we're in pain, physically, emotionally, or mentally. The addiction is simply a false belief that we are going to relieve the pain with this addictive behavior. All we have to do is when we face it head on and we heal the underlying energetics, we no longer will feel that pain physically, emotionally, or mentally. It's all just rewiring of the body as we're becoming light bodies, as we're actually becoming fifth dimensional galactic beings. This is the process. And it's not its not always easy, but when you break through those habits and those cycles, you will feel like an entirely new person. You will have taken your power back, you're healing yourself, and you will reach consciousness levels where you will be like, how in the world did I not do this before? Because you're gonna feel so different. You're gonna see reality different. Your perspective is gonna change. And that's when you start entering 5D and you see magic around you instead of pain, instead of problems, instead of stress, you see 5D. And that's when you know that you're on the brink of truly becoming a galactic being. So thank you all for being here. Thank happy you. saturday to you guys Yay. we love you and we will be having our afternoon live stream in 20 minutes so we'll drop the link for that in the chat we'll be live um, on our facebook and youtube platform. so we will drop the link there love you guys love have you. a wonderful weekend and we will be back soon